You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into a Wednesday edition of the Locked On Utes podcast. I'm Jake. That's Brian. Brian, what is up? Jake, just planning my eventual move into an Ikea. Ikea, of all things. Why so? What better than to be able to rotate your bedroom every three months? That actually is a very underrated point. I, I, I'm actually a big fan of that. You should you should absolutely aspire to that. Brian, I'm going to let you kind of run down what we're going to talk about today. So fire away for us. Yeah, we got a, a surprisingly busy Wednesday, despite the fact that the University of Utah basketball team had to postpone their game uh, later this evening against Oregon State. A lot of news out of Dallas regarding Ty Jordan, his memorial. Yesterday on Tuesday was announced that Ty Jordan Memorial Scholarship will be funded with an initial gift from the Whittingham family of $100,000. Uh, that scholarship will be awarded to a student athlete in the football program. We'll talk about that, talk about the impact of the funeral and and how things will proceed moving forward with the football team. Obviously, we're going to get into what's happening with the basketball team, how this affects them, and, and what expectations fans should, fans should have of a program that has not been super successful in terms of making it into the tournament. And then we'll close things out with a bit of news regarding a former Ute possibly becoming a neighbor up north. Yeah, Brian Johnson. Blast from the past right there. We'll talk about that. Today's podcast is also brought to you by our good friends at Built Bar. Brian and I are big fans of theirs, as well as betonline.ag. We'll tell you about both of those companies here in just a little while. So without further ado, there's the roadmap, the rundown of what we're going to cover today. Let's break into it here. This is the Locked On Utes podcast for January 6th, 2021. Once again, welcome into Locked On Utes, your daily podcast focused on all things Utah football, Utah basketball, and essentially anything Utah Utes. I'm Jay Catch. That is Brian Brown, the Brown Bear himself. We both work at the Zone Sports Network, and we are a co-host duo talking Utah athletics every day. Brian, what do we need our people? What do we need our people? I'm going to call call them our people. They listen to this podcast. What do we need them to do overall? Are overall everything we need them to do, what's the most important thing they can do right now? Three words. Five stars only. Yep. Go to whatever podcast platform you want. Subscribe. Go to Apple Podcasts. Drop that five-star review. Create a crazy account. Pretend that you're Birch Marshman. Pretend that you're Jay Catch. Sure. I had somebody today tell me that they thought you were Jay Catch, not Jake Hatch. <laughs> so you've already created an alter ego for yourself on this. Okay. We're rolling, man. Things couldn't be better right now for Locked On Utes. Yeah, we are having a lot of fun. So make sure to that follow or subscribe button, as Brian said, and leave us those five-star ratings. We love your guys' input and cannot thank you guys enough for your reception early on in this early run of this podcast. We are not slowing down anytime soon, but you're having a lot of fun right out the shoot. All right, let's get things going here. And it's, it's kind of a somber day, Brian, obviously, because because Ty Jordan is being laid to rest in 
his hometown of Dallas today. There will be a celebration of life taking place at AT&T Stadium. And I think the good news coming out of all of this that we'll touch on here in a moment is there is a new scholarship, as you mentioned in our open, that has been funded by the Whittingham family to honor the life and legacy of Ty Jordan. But I think my the most heartwarming thing about what's happening today is the fact that the entirety of the Utah football program, they are in Dallas for this funeral. They are, and I think this is an important move both for the team to to help comfort the family of Ty Jordan, but also for for the the team itself to find some some ways to heal. I, I we talked about it, Jake, and it was very cathartic for me. I think that's one of the benefits of having a job like this is you can get your thoughts out. But as I've continued to talk to people, this is just hung over um, people and 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 weighed on them so heavily and. Uh, you, you can only imagine what that weight is for a program like Utah, where they are so embedded in the family culture. And there are a lot of people that talk about family. I think we are lucky in this state because there are programs in both Utah and BYU where the head coaches really do make it that. And sports are different, right? Like, like sure. you are doing things in sports that are so much more difficult and taxing both physically and mentally from just a normal nine to five job. Um, and so I think that was a great, great gesture to make sure that they were all there together, that they could grieve together, that they could attend the funeral together. Um, they've also put together a really neat celebration for Ty. The funeral will be at AT&T stadium, the house that Jerry built. Um, and they're going to have Ty buried in his Utah football uniform, which I thought was very touching and, and also fitting. He it, football was so much a part of Ty but I, as I mentioned, it wasn't just – he had so much to offer. Football was what introduced us to him. Um, and so that was a, a really great, thoughtful gesture from the family. And on top of that, you know, to end the service, they're going to have the football team carry him into the end zone for one last final touchdown, which, you know, football is – I talk about football being family – you know, and, and family is so important to every one of us and it connects us in so many different ways. And I thought that was a beautiful way to get this football team, and this football family back and connected so that they can continue down this path, because this is going to be something that's going to weigh on them moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. And it is very touching to me to, to think of what's going to happen during this funeral, to have his teammates carry him into the end zone one more time. That's going to be one of those moments that it just makes kind of the hair on the back of your neck stand up on end because it's just one of those moments that you will never forget if you're in attendance at this. And I cannot think of a better way for the Utah football program to say goodbye to one of their brothers than in that circumstance. And I, Man, this has been a tough, tough time ever since the news broke that Saturday morning of just the awful, awful way that Ty Jordan uh, tragically lost his life. It's been just a rough go, I think, for the entirety of the Utah football program. And my my sincere hope, my overarching hope from what's going to happen today, Brian, is that the football program at Utah can get some closure in, in a way from this experience. I'm with you. I think this is going to hang over them for for a while. I think it's going to hang over the entirety of next season, in, in, if I'm being frank about it. But I do hope that today's funeral service, the celebration of life they're having there in Jerry World at AT&T Stadium, I hope it just allows these guys to say goodbye to their brother and just get a little bit of that closure that can hopefully help them move on in some small way as they try and move past this. Just this awful, 
awful event. Yeah, absolutely. And I think another thing that the university did that that's showing that they're reading the room is they put together the Memorial Scholarship. The, sure. the Whittinghams put together the initial gift. Scholarships are expensive. Yes. It is $250,000 minimum to fund a full scholarship. And that's the endowment uh, just to get it going. Yeah, correct. Mm-hmm. And, and I think what this indicates is both the, the burden that I think Kyle Whittingham is carrying right now uh, he's never been through anything like this before. They, they have lost players outside of the program or after leaving the program and, and loss is a part of life, but nothing so tragic with such a bright young star. And, and so you don't see a lot of gestures from him like that. It is, it is a little bit unique and I think it fits the situation, but also what it shows is that they understand that this is a fan base that, that wants to demonstrate any way they can, the impact that he had on his, on, on their lives. And, you know, you don't always have to meet a person for them to have an impact on you. And I think that Utah fans are very excited, maybe excited is the wrong word, but anxious, I think to, to show their, their gratitude for him and, and do whatever they can to keep the Jordan family, you know, as part of this whole organization and this whole Utah family, because that's what sports are about is there are communities, there are tribes now. And, and, you know, I think the whole, you always want to try and find something positive to bring from tragedy. And I think we're on a good road. Yeah, I'm with you on that. So uh, I think of this Memorial Scholarship, it is a fantastic gesture and a, a great way for the university, the football program itself, to honor the life and legacy of Ty Jordan. It, it ensures that he will be part of this program through through the next few years at bare minimum. And the best part about this is, Brian, once it is fully funded, once that endowment for that scholarship is there, it's going to continue on in, in perpetuity. That's the nice part about it. It will always be there and be part of the fabric of Utah football. And it is a fantastic gesture. Uh, my thoughts and prayers, as I've stated multiple times on this podcast, go out to the Jordan family as they put a brother, a son, a family member lay him to rest today I just hope that they are all able to feel the love I think that Utah fans, the bigger Utah community and even the football community as a whole have for them yeah, this is not just a Utah fans thing. It is, you see a ton of BYU fans with their their avatars as Ty Jordan, and this this is something that has affected the entire state. And this state is nothing if not responsive to tragedy, and it's it's emotional. And and I think this is something that is so indicative of how great it is to live here in Utah. And and you, we all have our our gripes with the little stuff right yep but we get the big stuff right and we do it well and it's more than just funeral potato potatoes and and relief society dinners afterwards you know what i mean it's just that we've seen it all year long and that's how you fight that's how you counter adversity is is you do what you can to be positive you know and and my my personal thanks you know thanks on behalf of people that i've talked to around the program for for everything for all the messages of support and everything from from utah fans to them so yeah, no, it's been phenomenal. It's been it's been heartwarming. It's it's a heartbreaking situation. Let's be clear about this. But it's heartwarming to see all of the response that have come in from rival fan bases, particularly BYU, but just from the Utah football family itself and from the greater football community around the country as they kind of coalesce around uh, this tragedy. And uh, like I said, our thoughts and prayers go out to the Jordan family and to the Utah football family as they lay a brother. 
to rest today. So, Brian, I'm looking forward to seeing this ultimately play out. And like I said, the gesture being put forth by the Utah football program with the Memorial Scholarship, them uh, celebrating one last touchdown with their brother in the end zone, just all of it, it screams to me the perfect way to celebrate the life and legacy of Ty Jordan. Absolutely. And, and yeah, you know, I think you, you phrased it perfectly. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to turn our attention to Utah basketball here in just a moment. Uh, They had a game scheduled for late tonight. It was supposed to be on ESPNU against Oregon State. That has been postponed. They're trying to find a mutually agreeable date to reschedule that game. We'll examine that, examine a little bit more about what the Utah basketball program has facing it here in the next few days as well as the next few weeks. We'll break into all of that here in just a moment. But, Brian, on a more positive note, let's talk about you and I, one of our favorite snacks out there, our good friends over at Bill bar yeah as long as we're talking about uh the utah basketball team maybe they need to get built a little bit and and get down on some built bars over there uh we talked about new year's resolutions how easy it is to get the built bar going the variety of flavors the the health app aspect of it i i've talked about my personal modifications you know i'm, I'm starting to make my built bar charcuterie now charcuterie where I get different boards. Flavors. all right chop them up, you know, mix them up with a little, you know, little build bar there with some crackers, even though crackers are on the diet necessarily, but I slice some bananas up, mix it up. Um, built bar has a variety of products as well in addition, but that is kind of the, the base, the foundation of what they do for you. So here's, here's the thing. I think Brian, I think we need to have like a get together when this whole pandemic's behind us and you need to make an epic spread of just built bar products or charcuterie boards, show people how to make those built bar sandwiches we've talked about previously. That would be an absolutely phenomenal event. We will work on that when we're all able to gather obviously safely. So uh, one thing we want you guys to do though, right now, go to builtbar.com. You can check out what they've got. The best part about these bars, they're soft and easy to chew. They're covered in 100% real chocolate and they taste absolutely amazing. You will not believe you're tasting a protein bar. It tastes legitimately like a candy bar. Go to builtbar.com right now. Use the promo code locked on. That's L O C K E D O N. You get 20% off your next order. It is a great way to taste, to enjoy the best tasting protein bars out out there. Brian and I endorse this product 110%. We love them. Encourage you guys to give them a shot. Once again, that's BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off your next order and enjoy the best tasting protein bars on the market. Brian, tonight was supposed to be a night that we saw Utah basketball in action at the Huntsman Center. They were supposed to tip off a four-game homestand against the Oregon State Beavers. News came yesterday that due to COVID-19 issues within the Beavers program, that game has been postponed. Both programs look for a quote-unquote mutually agreeable date to reschedule that game, but alas, yet again, COVID strikes and Utah is without a game and they will not play as it stands right now, until Sunday when they host Oregon on their home court. And I think this goes back to a, a topic. We'll get, well, I want to talk about some other things here in a minute, but I think it's back to a topic we talked about earlier this week, Brian, is just the lack of continuity, the lack of rhythm for this team in terms of knowing when you're playing games and being able to play those games. It's got to throw these guys off, and it's just been a tough go for them. They're struggling. They're behind the eight ball right now, and they're not able to – develop any kind of rhythm and and that's a huge problem this is not a team that comes back with a ton of experience they're adding new guys and there there are players on this team that that need to step up and fill roles immediately i think uh 
you know, Ian Martinez is one that we're starting to see emerge a little bit and, and it's good to see his emergence, but at the same time, um, they need to accelerate that. Mm-hmm. And, and you can only do that two ways, right? You can do it through practice, but eventually you have to get game reps and you have to get out there where it's live and the tempo is up and everything like that. And they just can't catch a break They're They're already games behind from the, the non-conference schedule. Yes. The, the few times where they have shown flashes, it seems like it's followed up by really poor efforts. So they're not finding consistency. And, and so the one way that you find consistency is by playing and, and they're not able to do it. You know, it's, I don't think that the Utes are the only program that's struggling with this. Uh, the jazz had a really rough night, Tuesday night. Yeah. BYU hasn't played in what now three weeks. Yeah. And they're going to be playing for, they got a game against Gonzaga. They moved it up just to get a game in. And mm. that, that's the biggest thing is just being able to play. That that is the key right now is just getting games and be able to play them. I saw some people, some Utah fans on social media yesterday say advocating for Utah to play Weber State because the Wildcats don't have a game currently. I don't think that'll come to fruition. It'd be a great idea if they could pull it together in time to play it maybe Thursday, maybe tomorrow evening, etc. But just the lack of being able to play games, what you just hit on, these young players, Ian Martinez, Pella Larson, they need game action. You cannot recreate game reps in practice in any sport, and basketball especially. You just have to play games to learn on the fly. Yeah, there, there's certain situations that you just can't replicate in practice. Practice is where you go to set the baseline. Mm-hmm. And then when you go into the games, that's where you learn and pile on top of it. It's like taking a test. And, and I think the education system in our country might be a little backwards because we place more emphasis on the test than af- than what comes after it, which is really how it should be. Um talking as both of us having strong educator ties in our lives. We do. Um, <laughs> but it, it, it's, I, I do production for Utah state and, and that team is just steamrolling it. And, and you wonder maybe the mountain West, I, you know, concept of playing these games, you know, you're playing one team two days apart. Yeah. It's a two game. Maybe series. that's yeah. Yeah, you're getting those games in, and and you're seeing Utah State really grow and and flourish, and I don't think they're properly rated in the net rating. I think the net rating right now is just a – it's a fiery dumpster floating down the river dot gif. (laughs) It is. Colgate has played two games, and they're like in the top 20 in net rating because they blew out Army by 44 points. That should just indicate everything. Net is just way off right now. So – yeah, it is, yeah. and and Utah is is in the dumpster in the net rating, and and you look, they, they, there's no polishing what's going on right now with this team, right? Mm-hmm. They, they're not great, and 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 they're not showing it. And I think after that initial performance against Washington, it's been mostly a rocky road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the hope is, yeah, you play this game against Oregon on Sunday. You get the back to back games against the Bay Area teams next week, and I, I'm I'm still hoping at some point we see a consistent rotation of games here for Utah and see if playing games on a consistent basis can benefit this program. As you mentioned, Brian, they're not in a good spot right now as a program. It, it's it's clear to see. I think anybody who has watched this team understands that they're not in a good spot. But maybe, just maybe, if getting into playing games on a, a rotational basis, a consistent basis where you're playing, you play midweek and weekend, I think that would just be an absolute godsend for this team right now to finally have that happen for them because they just haven't had it happen yet. 
And it's it's going to require them to pivot a little bit and, and find some creativity in what they do, and that's not a strong suit with Larry Kriskoviak and how he builds teams. It, we saw the impact on Kyle Whittingham, same way, right? These are regimented guys. They know their programs. They're detail-oriented. They are very similar. And, and, and I, they are. You know, I, I think I understand the the – storylines surrounding Larry and, and the people's opinions and whatnot. I'm not here to, to judge any of those because I think everybody has valid points with him. Um, the, the expectations for this season have slowly grown higher and higher to the point to where they're never really going to be able to fully meet fan expectations. And the buyout number is what it is. I think it's a very, you know, well discussed topic amongst people on Twitter and, and message boards. You know, for those who don't know, it was roughly $10 million to start this year. It'll drop. Mm-hmm. I don't know that Utah has the booster power that some of these SEC schools do to buy contracts out. And so you might see him next year and, and that's going to be, Oh boy. <laughs> you know, what? like, like this is a very proud fan base of the basketball program and they're, they grew up, for the most part, watching him in the '90s with Keith Van Horn and and those memories. Hey, of, it me, it me. Yeah, that's me. It, it, the whole state did, man. <laughs> like and and like I, I mean, I know those BYU teams that they played against, the Reed brothers and sure. and all that stuff. Randy and Robbie mm-hmm. and their wonderful haircuts, you know, <laughs> uh, you know. Uh, so it, it is so intertwined in 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 your youth and those positive, happy memories that mm-hmm. when you look at it right now and don't connect with that same joy you just get angry yeah. and, and we can talk you know for hours about where the differences in the program were we, we've quoted the statistics right there are some things that are at their absolute worst that they've ever been in and that's a problem and, and the only way that you can fix that is going forward is to get some games in and and maybe a little extra practice time, maybe a little bit more time together as a group and, and a unit on the floor where they can build some chemistry will help. But I, I think you got to get them play. Yeah, you do. And I, I think that's the biggest thing. So we'll be looking forward to seeing them hopefully play against Oregon this weekend. We'll preview that game on our Friday edition of the podcast. Kind of a look ahead, a teaser for you guys to stay tuned for that later this week. But coming up next, Brian, as you round out this Wednesday edition of the show, a familiar name. He's been coaching down in the Southeastern Conference, been away from the program for some time now. But might he be literally just up the road soon enough? We'll talk about Brian Johnson, the vacant Boise State coaching position here in just a moment. Before we do that, though, let's talk about sports betting, Brian. You and I have, obviously, we work in the sports media realm. So, obviously, people are going to ask us questions about sports betting. But I think you and I both agree there is one place and one place only. If you want to put your money where your mouth is and place your wagers, you should do it at betonline.ag. Jake, you can't control the outcome of these games. You can't control what kind of effect they're going to have on your emotions. But what you can control is how you balance those strategies. So if your team does lose, maybe you make a little extra green in between. I don't know. That can help make up for some hard feelings about your team losing, potentially, obviously. But the best part is that betonline.ag, they have got lines for every sport under the sun. Prop bets, money lines, spread. No matter how you like to go about your sports wagering, betonline.ag. AG's got you taken care of. Most importantly, it's a free sign-up. You can go to betonline.ag and sign up. Uh, additionally, the payouts, they're fast and easy. They do things the right way. And who doesn't like free money, Brian? Do you like free money? I love free money, Jake. 
Right now, when you go to betonline.ag, sign up for that account. And when you make your first deposit, use the promo code Locked On L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, you'll get a 50% welcome bonus tagged right onto that first deposit. It is free money for you guys to play around with on betonline.ag. Man, it's a win-win scenario, it feels like. You got enough money in your bonus to where you can play around and learn a little bit. If you have questions, they'll allow you to set lines, as we talked about before. Excuse me. They'll allow you to set bets, and they'll set lines up for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's so many resources out there. Locked On Bets is a great resource. They were killing it for a while there. Yeah, I think it was 9 out of 10 straight. Something like that, yeah. The, That's a lot of extra cheddar on yeah, your tacos. Yeah, just a reminder, make sure you hit Locked on Bets. You can find it everywhere you find this podcast. It's available. They do a great job at helping you make that extra cheddar. So once again, go to betonline.ag. Use that promo code Locked On to get that 50% welcome bonus. That's courtesy of BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Brian, of course, you are more well-versed in Utah football than I am. Obviously, you work for UteZone.com in addition to your work at the Zone Sports Network with me. But both of us, I think, can think back just to the halcyon days of watching Brian Johnson at the helm of the Utah football program. No bigger moment, I feel like, than the 2008, or actually the 2009 Sugar Bowl when they beat up on the University of Alabama and Nick Saban, led by Johnson in that game. But... Funny enough, guys that uh, have success, they end up going into coaching like Brian has done, and it sounds like he may be making his home up the road if certain things go his way. Yeah, he's one of four candidates that will be apparently interviewing for the job. Uh, he's last been the offensive coordinator at of Florida, like we like spoke about before that. He was the quarterback's coach and offensive coordinator at Mississippi State. Excuse me, I believe he was just the quarterback's coach there. Correct. Uh, Previously with Houston, he's worked with some great head coaches along the way. You know, his time at Utah was probably a bit rushed in terms of he was a very young offensive coordinator forced into a very difficult situation with where Utah was at, what they were going into, and the the lack of talent that they had on the offensive side of the football. Now, all that being said, he has a football mind. He, he understands play calling because he's played the game and, and he's done it well mm-hmm. in two minute drills. So he understands the flow and the rhythm of that. So offensively in Florida has had a potent offense. Now they have some dudes down there that can play, but um, when they were healthy, that offense was very explosive and, and very uh, able to, to really, uh, just accentuate the team, you know, like, like that's, that's really um, something I think that Florida fans were looking for because under the Will Muschamp era, it was just defense, defense, defense. (laughs) Yeah. So he's shown. Yeah. Well, sorry. Yeah. Terry. Uh, So I just wanted to add that Dan Mullen, there's a reason why Dan Mullen has hired Brian Johnson multiple times to work on his staff. He understands what Brian brings to the table and the fact that he's been an offensive coordinator under Mullen. Now I think he is well seasoned now and that Boise state job If Boise state has half a brain. I feel like, and they don't want to, I guess necessarily stick in the quote unquote Boise state family tree of coaches. Well, I'm telling you what Brian Johnson may be just what they're looking for. Yeah, it's Brian Harson. I think was an interesting figure up there. Anybody who knows him knows that he's a very hard, hard personality, t- mm-hmm. tough, 
tough to deal with in some respects, maybe, you know, just not somebody that people adore and rave about. And so maybe they're ready for a change. And I think BJ would be the perfect fit up there. He's, he's been seasoned. This would be his first gig. So it would be a jump, but at the same time, running an offense in the sec is a huge deal. And, and the other part of it too, is you really don't have to change out much of your wardrobe. <laughs> hey, that's actually a, that's a very good point there. Nice pull, and I hadn't even thought about that. That blue and orange, yeah, it works. The blue, orange, and white, absolutely. So, yay. Maybe you can talk them out of the blue turf, too. I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm doubting that goes away. That just gives me a headache every time I watch it. But whatever, that's, that's beside the point here. So we'll find out. Uh, obviously, I think there's a big debate going on at Boise State as to if they want to stick within the quote-unquote Chris Peterson coaching tree. Uh you're going to have the Kellen Moore connection. That would seem like a home run. If, if Kellen Moore wanted the job, I had no doubt he was going to get it. But you know what? He signed up. He wants to stay in the NFL. He's going to be an offensive coordinator, which he already is with the Dallas Cowboys. Got himself a new contract. And then they look towards Andy Avalos from Oregon. Uh, is it Jeff Choate uh, up there at Montana State? And then, Brian, maybe most surprisingly of all, USC offensive coordinator Graham Harrell. So, we have two quote-unquote Boise State guys in Choate and Avalos, and then you've got the two outsiders, both offensive coordinators in Brian Johnson and Graham Harrell. There's a debate being held up there at Boise State, but there's a lot of good coaching talent it appears that they can pick from here. And it's pretty clear what they're targeting. They're targeting offensive minds that are different from what they've had in the past at Boise State with recruiting ties and fertile recruiting grounds. Utah and Boise State have had some contest, you know, contests back and forth in the recruiting uh, arena. You know, two of their bigger starters, their their bigger star players last year in Inc. Bachmeyer and, and George Holani were recruits that Utah was after that they eventually moved on from because they wanted to get bigger and better recruits. One of those was was uh, Jordan Wilmore. Okay. Now, looking back on it, you kind of wonder maybe Utah should have stuck with Holani. That's the worst way to go about it because recruiting is never about that entirely, right? Yep. But those are guys that they evaluated and felt like fit their profile at the University of Utah. They ended up at Boise State. So there is a lot of, I think, desire to continue that recruiting pipeline. And so they're chasing clearly after guys that have ties in the area. I think Brian Johnson is is still a household name in yeah. this state. And he'll be able to get indoors in California and, and possibly be able to import, you know, some from, from the south. I, I always am curious about how effective that is. We've seen Utah try to do it in the past. It hasn't always worked out to, to fruition. I think early on in the Pac-12 days, it was beneficial to them. The Hallandale Trio will always be something that Utah fans will rave about. Sure. Um, but I, I, it's, I'm very curious about the whole situation. I just The Graham Harrell side of it, clearly they're targeting young offensive minds, right? Mm-hmm. And guys who probably can pull recruits in and, and that kind of thing. And, and so maybe the, the hope is that, okay, we get these young guys up here. They bring in some loaded talent. We surround them with guys on their coaching staff that have experience and whatnot, and that'll help them. Or you go with somebody who knows the program and, and knows the ins and outs and understands the fan base. I don't know that Boise is that unique, that you have to have that. I know that the Boise State fans probably feel that way, but I think you have enough of a national brand to where it's maybe not as big an issue as it is. The uniqueness of Boise is not that strange anymore, right? 
it, I think some of the allure and some of the charm of Boise has gone away, but they're still a very proud program. There's no doubt about that. So we'll make sure to bring anything else we hear with regards to Brian Johnson, that Boise State job. If Brian Johnson does get it, just think about that. He is going to be a few, uh, what four or five hours up the road on I-84 and I can guarantee you he'll be coming into the state of Utah hot and heavy to recruit guys here if he does get that job. Yeah, and what the crazy part about it is now look at the Kyle Whittingham coaching tree. It's yep. it's all over, and it's come down even to where former players are, are spread all over into it. And, you know, can you imagine having to sit in a room as Kyle Whittingham and you're thinking, my senior quarterback is now trying to chase off my recruits? Where am I? <laughs> Hey, it's one of those things. I think I think you live long enough to see yourself become the villain, is, is that famous quote. But Brian, it's been a fantastic podcast today. Make sure everybody, if you're if you're listening to this, hit that follow or subscribe button, as we said in the open. But more importantly, follow us on social media. Follow the show at Locked On Utes. Follow Brian and his great work at Brown Bear SLC. My personal Twitter feed is Jacob C Hatch, and of course, the email address for this podcast. Real easy. Locked on Utes at gmail.com. Any parting thoughts from you, Brian, as we go out here? Thank you, everybody, for the support. We will continue to grind for you uh, as you continue to listen and spread the word with your friends. It, it is always a, a, a uh, it's not a grind. It's, it's a, it's a project of love and passion. Yep. Um, maybe even a hobby. I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I just love doing this and, and being able to be in front of a microphone again is, is just a joy for me. So thank you, everybody. It's absolutely a blast. But until tomorrow, have a great rest of your day. This has been the Locked On Utes podcast for January 6th, 2021. And we will talk to you guys. Mignon.